Omega Metroid podcast from OmegaMetroid.com. My name is Andy Spateri, reunited with my pal, Kiwi Talks. Uh, how are you doing, my friend? It's been some time since uh, you were on the show. First of all, thank you for coming on the show, because it's, uh, what do we got, 8 a.m. Over, uh, over in local time for you? Yeah, yeah, quite early in the morning, but it's good to be back. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, Had a nice little... Uh, vacation in the time since uh since you last appeared on that uh looked uh, like, like like it was a lot of fun yeah yeah i was in india for a month um attended a wedding there a million dollar wedding apparently oh. small by indian standards but uh yeah that was crazy it's um, my lifetime sort of thing uh, yeah i i work with a guy from india and and i got married last year and he was telling me he's like oh buddy Weddings in India, they last for like a week, and there's like all this crazy... Yeah. Show me a picture. It looked like the absolute best thing ever. Like, it looked like this incredible, just like unbelievable festival. And it's like, oh my god, that's a wedding? And he's like, oh yeah, this is like a regular wedding. So I'm glad that you got to <laughs> experience that, because it looked wild. Yeah, yeah. It was four days. But yeah, apparently that's a small wedding by Indian standards. I mean, yeah. So it was it was crazy, but really cool experience. Um, yeah, I experienced it all. There was flooding while we were there as well, so because yeah, it was monsoon season, so right. Yeah, it was it was all over the place. You know, I was in, staying in uh, lavish palaces, and then you know I'd be out near the slums, and so it's just it was it was wild, man. Oh yeah, really that, wild. that sounds awesome. Uh, I that's on my bucket list. I, you know, I'm actually going for a little bit of a vacation myself. This is going to be my last show in real time before i leave and then i'll be uh jet setting off to europe with my wife so looking nice. looking forward to that yeah it's going to be it's going to be pretty cool um and speaking of pretty cool we got a pretty cool episode for you here today because we are bringing back a fan favorite segment on this show samus's percentages so the concept is simple i will read a statement and then you and I, together, not together, but you know, we're going to both assign a percentage on the likelihood of this coming true. 100% meaning that it is absolutely going to happen, no way it doesn't happen. 0% being there's no chance, no way, not ever. Now, I would suggest that I am really leery of giving out like hundreds and zeros. I think that you always have to kind of think through and think of the possibilities and whatever um so throwing that out there but uh it's very simple premise we got some questions here that uh i think could be a little bit thought provoking so um you know we're we're ready to get going here uh whenever whenever you're ready there kiwi unless you uh you know, unless you want to do some plug-in at the very beginning i was going to do some plug-in at the ending but I, you know we might as well just uh, plug at the beginning too uh yeah i don't really have any plugging um just I've got an interview in the next few days with a composer at Valve. Um, so he did a lot of the games. He did Half-Life Alex and Portal 2, 
but he was also a visual effects artist on the lord of the rings film trilogy and the matrix films so oh my god what are you yeah, talking about yeah. you don't have much to plug what are you oh my <laughs> the the matrix and lord of the rings are probably like number one and two on my list of best ever like movie trilogies i love really those. yeah well lord of the rings is number one i feel like that's a lord pretty, of the rings i feel is like, that's a pretty yeah. safe pick but i mean like it's just it's so awesome it's so good but yeah the, i love the matrix trilogy and i know a lot of people really love the first i think everybody likes the first matrix but i love number two and number three and the way that they all go together as well i think it's it's actually like a fantastic trilogy yeah so i'm i'm really looking forward to it i'm just trying to work out exactly how i'm gonna structure the whole thing because i've only got an hour with this guy mm. so i'm like i'm always limited in terms of what i can ask right like how much focus do i put on the games aspect as opposed to like the lord of the Rings stuff and the matrix stuff so mm. probably just gonna have to feel it out as as it goes and see what he wants to talk about what he's more passionate about so right. yeah and then you well, have to consider the the fan base as well and what they want to hear dude, it'll probably I, be all valve wait. stuff yeah any anything i mean pretty much all of those piqued my interest uh valve lord of the rings matrix so i think no matter which direction that you take it you're gonna have at least one listener that said to everything going on um but let's uh let's play a game of Samus's okay. percentages, and maybe we should do like a quick warm-up Samus percentage here, uh, with like, kind of like an easy one, so something to throw and is a little bit of softball here. So, All right. Samus's sure. percentage number one: there will actually be a Nintendo Direct in September, a full-blown, legitimate, not a partner, not a mini, not an indie, a Nintendo Direct in the month of September. Uh, what say you, Kiwi? 100%. 100%. Okay. It'll happen. It happens every September, pretty much. Yeah, you know, I would have said 100. I would have, but I'm not going to. Because I also would have said 100 in June. And that was a big debacle where, of course, E3 was cancelled. Uh, everyone else had an an E3 presentation, um, you know, some, an equivalent during that time. Except for Nintendo, they didn't give us anything. They gave us nothing. So I I know that history and common sense would tell us that there is going to be a direct in September. Um, they, I mean, they have nothing announced for the year 2023 except for Zelda, which who knows what's going on with that. Um, yeah. So I would say 80%. I can't give it the 100 because I don't know what these guys at Nintendo are doing. But the the thing is, they haven't really spoken at all about what's happening at the end of the year. There's still like a large gap of stuff to be filled where they haven't really talked. I mean, what you've got Bayonetta three. Um, well, what, so Pokemon. the rest of the year is is mapped out pretty decently. So you've got in September we have Splatoon coming out. In October we have Mario Rabbids and Bayonetta three. November, of course, we've got Pokemon. And December December we don't really have anything. So yeah, well, there's there's no no hard hitters. Yeah. Like, I mean, Pokemon, Pokemon. Pokemon is Pokemon. That's going to do yeah. what it's going to do. And I think the Splatoon will be big as well. Um, but yeah, from December on, we're, we're pretty much open. I, you know, I can see Advance Wars slotting into into December. I could see that. Yeah, it, it, I suppose it depends. Well, wasn't it delayed because of the, the war in Ukraine? Yeah, it was. Yeah. But I, I just... Apparently, 
the golden eye remaster is in limbo because of the same thing oh okay Apparently. well we we will see if we had a nintendo direct we could probably get some answers to these questions so yes fingers fingers crossed i guarantee you that this nintendo direct is going to happen while i'm on like the plane to europe <laughs> so I'll, I'll take one for the team if that's that's how it has to be that's that's the way it has to be but uh Okay, so we got 100 and we got 80. So let's get into some Metroid here and uh, let's play Samus's percentages. All right. First up, Silex aside, we will never see any of the characters from Metroid Prime Hunters in a Metroid game ever again. So, except for Silex, we will never see Spire, Noxus, Kandon. Weavile, Trace, I think that's all of them. That we'll never see him again. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd say 80%. Okay. 80%. I think I think I'm gonna say something similar to you. I'm gonna say uh 85%. And I, hmm. I just I don't think that I don't know. I, I just I don't see them coming back. Um in any meaningful way in like a story or anything like that. The, what I could see is if Metroid Prime 4 features multiplayer, which I don't know if it does, I could maybe see them coming back as playable characters because I don't think that you want to have like the the Metroid Prime 2 gimmick where you're just playing as like seven different Samuses and like that's your that's your roster. So I could see that as a possibility. But I'm not very sure that Metro Prime 4 is going to have multiplayer. And I'm not sure that if it did, it, they wouldn't just stick a bunch of Samuses against each other as well. So that's why I'm a little bit low um, on them ever coming back. So 85% that we never see them again. Yeah, I actually fully agree with your statement. Yep. Um, Possibly I, a multiplayer, but otherwise, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I You know, and I... I know that there are a lot of people hoping that they come back, and, uh, you know, I, I for those people, I, I do hope that we do see them in, in some form or fashion, so, you know, fingers crossed. Um, all right, let's keep going here. Samus's percentage. In our lifetime, so before you and I kick the bucket, Kiwi, which is hopefully in many, 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 many years, we yeah, will see some kind of official Metroid and Alien crossover, be it in books, in games, in... TV shows and merchandise, something official that links the Metroid series and the Alien series together. Zero percent. I don't think that'll ever happen. Okay. Okay. I don't think that'll ever happen. Yeah. And yeah, not officially anyway. You don't think Nintendo in 20th century, which I guess is Disney now, they'd never go for that? Yeah. No, I don't think it'll happen. Hmm. I'm going to say... I'm not going to go zero, but I am going to go low. I'm going to say... I never go zero, because you, anything could happen. Um, but I think I'm going to say, like, 7%. 7%. Because I I do... I think that it would be, like, a dream come true for a lot of Metroid fans. Because I think a lot of Metroid fans are fans of the Alien franchise um, as well. And I do think that there is some avenues where you could potentially see that happening, like like a Fortnite or something like that. Like, 
if Fortnite ever got like the Xenomorph or Samus or something like it's not exactly a crossover, but it's close enough. Something official where an official Nintendo property and an official Alien property are together. So I could see that maybe. I mean, I think a video game is clearly out of the question. I think that I don't know. Like I, I think I actually think like a comic book might be the way that this ever happens. Um, and Nintendo isn't into the realm of comic books yet. But I think that during our lifetime, maybe a new regime, maybe a new president, maybe they're just like, we have all this IP, let's start making comics. Um, and in comics, you've seen, like, a lot of wacky crossovers, like Batman and Ninja Turtles, or, you know what I mean? Just like those those crossovers that you never thought were possible. So, I would say that that's probably the most likely avenue for this to ever happen. Don't think it's, I'm not holding my breath, but I, I'm not going to say zero either, because I, I think that there could be a chance. You'd probably see Halo or Doom before Aliens. Alien, I should say. The Alien franchise. I would think. Yeah, yeah. I, I could see. I would I would handicap that a little bit higher. Um, yeah. But also not that much higher. It, it's really just Nintendo and like not releasing their property to do anything. But uh, Being guess, so rigid. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, okay, let's go to something that I think could be a little bit higher here. Um, Metroid Prime 4 will include a speed booster and the ability to shine spark. Kiwi, what is your Samus percentage on this? Hmm, 75%. Oh, okay. Okay. You're pretty confident yeah. it's going in? Yeah, I think I think so. I think so. I think they have to do something radical. I think it's possible. I'm going to say I, w- I was going to be about the same as you. I'm, I'm going I'm to go a little bit lower. I'm going to go 70%. Uh, and I do think that... I think that they should include it. It's a hallmark of the Metroid series. I think that you can do it. Um, because I know that, uh, you know, Dak, who's a big fan of Destiny, they just implemented something similar in that game. So, I, I mean, if they can do it in that game, why can't they do it in Metroid Prime 4? I think that... Actually, the Shine Spark is easy, would be easy to do, because it's just basically like a big jump. I think that the tricky part would be activating your speed booster and making sure that when you're running, you're kind of focused and you're not too disorientating. And like, I wouldn't want like a like an airplane runway strip for a speed boost or anything like that, but I, I do wonder how they would make it happen. But I mean, they've got some amazing developers working on this game, so I'm sure that they can figure it out. So I, I, yeah, I think this is, I think it's going to be likely. I think it's going to be coming. They've got a really, really good engine, which works well with the the camera system that they have. So they could probably pull it off, even if you start off in first person, then after a certain point, mm-hmm. pulls back and goes into third person. It yeah. would probably be the only way you'd do it. If you do the whole thing in first person, I don't know. And if you're shine sparking and you can't even see the shine spark, it might. Yeah, I I would imagine good. that it would work similar to other M, where like the shine spark isn't. It's just like. A basically a big launch like i don't think that it would work like in 2d games where you can shine spark crouch and then like launch and then keep shine sparking i i don't think that that's yeah. realistic but i do think that they could do something like other m where you had your speed boost activated and then like maybe when it's time to shine spark you move the camera pulls back out of the visor and it's just like poof, launches off or whatever i i could see that yeah, yeah totally um okay next one here the emmys will return in another metroid game Kiwi, what do you think? 
12 percent maybe hmm. possible but i don't think so they probably re just rework the enemy and name it as something else mm -hmm. that's what i, I th think think i think i'm gonna go um 30 percent. so i'm a little bit higher than you but not over the 50 percent I wonder if you could see them again in a scenario where the sequel to Metroid Dread takes place and um, who is the company that made the Emmys? Like Excelion or something like that in, in universe. Excelion made the Emmys. Um, hmm. I could see potentially them being like a, a factor or a threat in Metroid 6 and potentially they have new Emmys or something like that where, where they come back. Or maybe, you know, we, we saw in Metroid Dread in the background that, like, ginormous robot thing that they were building. I could see a scenario where, like, maybe that is coming back as well. I don't know. I don't think we're going to get Emmys the way that we saw them in Metroid Dread. Like, the same kind of, they chase after you and, and you have to outmaneuver them. I think that that's going to be a one and done for Metroid Dread. But I, I can't say that I don't think we'll... Or that it's impossible that we'll ever see Emmys again. Because I think that there maybe is some room for like a different type of Emmy or a different version. Or like a boss version of the Emmy. One that you can like actually battle versus like one that you have to run away from, you know? Yeah. And the Emmys were already refined versions of the SAX, I feel, anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Alright. So let's keep it rolling here. And uh, let's talk about some Super Smash Bros. Kiwi. Ravenbeak is added as a playable character in the next Smash Bros. game. I've actually got two Smash Bros. questions back to back, so here we go. Yeah, I think that's a high probability. I'd say 70%. Um, I'm going to say 60%. I think maybe I'll even say 55%, actually. I think it's probably going to happen. But, but, I think that you have to take into account, like, when the next Smash Bros. game actually comes out. Because if it comes out in the year 2025, let's just say, for example, on, like, the Switch 2, um, the Metroid series is, or the Metroid series, Metroid Dread, rather, is four years old at that point, and we might have already had, like, a new metroid game like metroid prime 4 come out and the playable character from that game is included instead i think raven beak makes a lot of sense i think that um like you're probably going to see like zero suit samus ridley and samus obviously stay i think dark samus is probably going to get the boot in the next game so i mean i think if you're going to add a new metroid character raven beak is probably the one but i could also see a character from metroid prime 4 kind of supplanting that or supplanting raven beak and then, like, I, I don't know if they're going to do... I, I feel like kind of the, the future of Smash Bros. is, like, completely wide open right now. Uh, if they're going to try and do bigger than Ultimate, if they're going to... I mean, I think that they're probably going to scale it back and, like, drop some of the characters that, you know, don't necessarily... Like your Dr. Marios or your Dark Pits or your Lucinas or something like that that don't necessarily need to be in the game. They're kind of just there to, like, pad out the numbers. So I, I think it's probably going to happen, but... I don't know if I could say, like, I would bet the farm on it happening. It, it makes a lot of sense. And I think that if there was, like, if there was a Smash Bros. game coming out next year, I think it would be, like, much higher. But I don't know, like, when the next Smash Bros. game is, is coming out. It seems like that, you know, basically from the days of Smash Wii U till last year, 
there was like a constant smash grind, so I think they're going to take a little bit of a break. I, I I don't know. Make a valid point though. Like if Metroid Prime Four has a villain, uh, like Silex or some other character that's not some big massive creature mm-hmm. that's actually easily scalable to the Smash franchise, then yeah, possibly, possibly yeah, it could supplant Ravenbeak. I mean, like, or, yeah, it all depends. I mean, if, if, if Metroid Prime 4 blows up ridiculously well, right? The whole thing blows up and Metroid becomes this big thing. They'll do exactly with it like what they did with Fire Emblem, for sure. I mean, I, I could also see a scenario where, like, Ravenbeak and Silex or whoever from Metroid Prime 4 are included as playable characters. Like, I, I don't think that's off the table either. Um, I just, I guess the, it really boils down to, like, what are they doing for the next Smash Bros. game? Are they scaling it back, or are they, like, expanding it? And I don't know how you expand it any further than it's been expanded. So, like, I guess I kind of think that they're going to scale it back or, or something. And I don't know. I, maybe the next Smash Bros. game, they'll just, like, release Ultimate and say, like, we're going to patch characters in as we go. I, I have no idea. I reckon that's what they should do. That's that's kind of what I... I, I assume that it would kind the... of be, like, a live service game by now. Yeah, just do the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe version of Smash Brothers Ultimate. Um, Sakurai break, man. Yeah. It doesn't make like a full game from scratch again. I could definitely see in like next, let's say like next year, they announced that in 2024, there's like the new packets of DLC coming for Smash. I Like I could see that. I know that they said they were done, but I could see that. You have a game as successful as Smash Bros, I mean, like, 25 million copies sold, it seems like a no-brainer to to release more and more DLC. I think if that was the case, I could actually see, like, I think the odds of Ravenbeak going in jump up dramatically. And I could see that. I could actually see that. I don't know if I'd handicap that too high either, but, like, I wouldn't say zero. Yeah, well, you know, I never thought there'd be more Mario Kart 8 DLC, but, yeah, you know, numbers talk. Um, when you're selling a ridiculous amount of units, then, yeah makes sense i mean why not yeah um, okay let's stick with super smash bros here for a second and i think that this one should be a no-brainer but uh here we go samus's default suit in the next smash bros game will be the dread power suit so her her starting skin will be the dread power suit so i think that you could almost take what i said about Ravenbeak and apply that to this as well um, because it depends on when the next Smash Bros. game comes out. But we saw that in Smash Ultimate, Link is dressed in his Breath of the Wild gear. And uh, he's right. he's the only one that I can think of off the top of my head that has like a, a big like outfit change like that. But I think I think that the Dread Suit will absolutely be in the next Smash Bros. game. I, I don't know if it'll be the starting one now that I'm thinking. I was really high on this, but now that I'm thinking about it, after what I just said about Ravenbeak and like when the next game comes out, I, I don't know. What, what is what is your percentage here? I, maybe I'll just copy you. I think it'll be quite high because usually like the Prime series is not as high on the list in terms of what cross, crosses over to Smash Brothers. Like they, they used other M suit instead of like a Metroid Prime 3 suit or anything mm-hmm. um but it, it it also depends but i think the dread suit would be a safe bet sure i'd probably i'd say 80 percent. i was i was gonna say like 95 percent, but i feel like i've talked myself down a little bit here uh 
I don't know. Like, it, it really does all depend on when the next Smash Bros. game comes out. Because, like, again, if we're talking, like, it comes out in 2025 and Metroid Prime 4 is out and Metroid Prime 4 is done, like, incredibly well, then it seems like it should be that suit. That's your default suit. I think 100% this suit will be in the game. Is it going to be his like or her default skin? I'll say, I'll say sixty-five percent. I think it's going to be there. Hundred percent, it'll be in the game. But will it kind of pull a Link Breath of the Wild and replace the standard suit that or tunic in Link's case that we've known for all this time? I think chances are probably pretty good. Like I don't know. When do you think the next Smash Bros. game is coming out? Probably not till the next Switch comes out. I would assume. It'll be ages away. I think like. 25, 6 be way it'd be a ways off it also depends on when the switch 2 drops mm-hmm. which i would say at the earliest would be 2024 they could possibly push it out to 2025 really depends on um yeah on the chip shortage and on sales of the switch mm-hmm. i don't I, smash brothers won't be a launch title for sure no way Unless they do an ultimate deluxe package like they did with Mario Kart 8 and it's a launch title and then they just add more DLC. I mean, I could see that. I could see the next Smash Bros. being basically like a live service game where it's like ultimate, a new single player mode, and then like DLC that comes with it. Or like characters that are that are downloaded automatically or something like that. Um, I, I could... I could see that, but I agree. I think the next Smash game is actually like a, a ways away. So I feel like I'm talking myself down on my Raven Beak and my Dread percentages here. Um, the longer that we talk about this, <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about something controversial right here. And I'm very curious to hear your percentage on this because I'm I'm still deducing what mine is. But here we go. Metroid Other M will at some point be remastered or re-released if it's metroid other m hd or it's some kind of uh, re-upping of this game eventually this will get a re-release why why does this come up every single time we chat um no uh like five percent five not gonna remaster that they're not gonna remaster that game i mean sure there's nintendo do weird stuff so sometimes they can do stuff that's out of left field but i can't see them remastering it it's the most divisive game of the entire series. So many people didn't like it. They've spent so much time. The brand was in such a bad state. Why would they risk damaging the brand again when Metroid Dread has um, set a good standard? They can now ride that momentum. No, they're not going to do what they am. No way. Hmm. I don't think I agree with you. I think it, I think it will happen. I think it will happen at some Why? point. Why do you think it will happen? I, I think that it will happen because I think inevitably every game gets like some kind of re-release. If, if you look historically, like you look and you see like Metroid 1 got a re-release, Metroid 2 got a re-release, uh, Super Metroid maybe gets a re-release, maybe not. But like that game is available to buy everywhere, um, you know. I think a Metroid Fusion re- like remake is is coming if they're not working on it already. Prime got ported to you know the Wii, and I'm sure it's coming to the Switch. So like it just history would tell us that the odds are in favor of a remake happening. Now 
I do agree with you where it's like, does a remake of this particular game serve anyone well? I, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying. It's like, I don't know that you want to divide your fans like that, but I do think that if you get Metroid into a much healthier and more stable place as a franchise, which it looks like it's kind of head in that direction after the success of Dread, after what we hope is the success of Metroid Prime 4, you know, you have... I think that this game, if, if Metroid is in a better place and it's re-released, I think that enough time has passed that fans are just like... The fans that don't like it are just going to be like, whatever, I don't want to get into this again. And the fans that do like it are going to be like, okay, like uh, uh, we'll give this another try. And, and, you know, maybe there's some fans that have never played it and don't hate it as much. Um, I think actually the toughest thing would be like the controls to adapt that to a new a new con like the switch or whatever like but uh, even that i think that you could that you could do it so i i i don't know i think that there's enough redeeming qualities that you could remaster it i think that i don't know i mean i think that there is money to be made there for doing it you know i mean i don't i don't think so i don't like it didn't even sell that well to begin with right so you'd have a whole bunch of people that wouldn't buy it for that reason there's people that don't buy remasters of games they've already played and um, I can't imagine that being the first game that people jump into. I just don't think it would sell well. I mean, the the first the first time they did it, it didn't make money. Why would they do it again? Just maybe that. I mean, maybe that's why. So it makes you know what I mean. Like I, so I can't imagine that it would take a, a huge developmental staff to to port this game. Maybe like a small team could port it. And if it does, and you know, the Switch has has kind of had that Midas touch when it comes to you know, uh, series having their best selling entries ever that uh, Metroid is proof of that. So I, 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 I don't think it's impossible. Do I think it's overly likely? I, I would say like 40% is my percentage on this. I, I think that there is money to be made it's there. So high. <laughs> it is, uh, you know, imagine too, uh, this, this would never happen. This is a 0%, but like imagine too, that they, like essentially retranslated the game as well to kind of make the dial like that would be awesome. I don't that would never happen, but that would be cool. That would that could be done. It wouldn't happen, but it could it be wouldn't done. Happen. I think they'd just I think they'd rather just invest their money elsewhere. Um well I think that most people would probably agree with you, but I like I just I think that they are I don't know, like I, I could see it happening. Before Much or Dread, I actually would have said like zero percent i would have said basically what you said because i kind of thought that metro or that nintendo was content to essentially never ever mention other m again but they did mention other m in metroid dread and i don't know maybe it's probably nothing but it's probably because sakamoto was involved with that but i i do see a, a scenario where they are just like okay we want to give this game Another shot. It didn't perform as well as we expected. Let's re-release it on the Switch with minimal development and see if we can recoup some of that. And hey, maybe there are some new Metroid fans that aren't as attached to the story and characters in the same way that the Metroid fans were back in 2010. I could see it. I could see it. Makes good business sense, right? Uh, Well, time will tell. Well, time will tell. Time will also tell... Well, actually, no. Time will not tell on this next one. This is a poor segue. Because this one is a game, a thought experiment, a game of hypotheticals. So here we go, Kiwi. Are you ready for this one? If Metroid 2 Return of Samus was released on either the NES or the SNES, 
the Metroid series is a much bigger franchise today. And so to, to explain to you kind of the thought process behind this one, um, I'll use Zelda and Mario as kind of our, our comparables here. So both of those titles got sequels on the NES, which, of course, as we all know, sold millions and millions and millions and millions of units, whereas Metroid got a sequel on the Game Boy, which was a new property at the time, or a new peripheral handheld at the time, um, and didn't really have a, a huge install base, and the game was limited in what it could do because of the system that it was on. Whereas, you know, Zelda and Mario also both got sequels on the SNES towards the beginning of its run, which really kind of amped up uh, that's those prestige of that series as well. Um, Metroid 2 sold pretty decently on the Game Boy Advance, or the Game Boy rather, but it wasn't the same as if it was released on the NES. Like you saw, both Zelda 2 and Mario 2 sold a little bit worse than their predecessors, but like still really good. And I think that, I think that had Metroid 2 released on either the NES, kind of like Zelda 2 or Mario 2, or the SNES, like Super Mario World or Link to the Past, uh, I think it sells better and I think it has like a more big feel to it. I don't know. But I, I'm actually kind of high on this. Um, I'm going to go like 90%. It's a bigger franchise if 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 that game is not stuck on the original Game Boy. Nah, I think I'd go with like 30%. I think there's a lot of reasons why Metroid isn't a big franchise. I think one game have changed everything um i actually think super metroid has more to do with it in the gap when they released it they shouldn't have released it after donkey kong um they should have released it earlier in the super nintendo's lifetime and they shouldn't have had a gap between the super nintendo and the gamecube with metroid prime also then return of samus i mean it's yeah it's not even well, in my opinion, I don't I don't even think it's that great of a game. Um oh, that's a bad take. Bad take. Oh, I played it I played it like well after it came out. And so it had already aged quite a bit mm-hmm. at that stage. But um yeah, I, I I don't think so. I mean Yeah, I just don't think so. I just don't think so. Then what 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 would happen after that? So after we would have got another Metroid game on the Game Boy. So we got two Metroid... So, hypothetically, two Metroid games on the NES, right? And yes. then you get another Metroid game on the Game Boy. And then... Potentially. We wouldn't even have Super Metroid. Super Metroid wouldn't even exist. It would um, be something else. You know, I, I think that there's still a scenario where... Like, this is some fantasy booking right here, but stay with So, we have... <laughs> Nestroid that comes out as as it does 1986 comes out and it does really well on the Nintendo by the way if that game is like the uh, 11 12th best-selling game on the system which is like really impressive when you consider that like Tetris and Duck Hunt and stuff like that were packed in with the NES like it's 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 it did really well um and then I think that what you want to do is have Metroid 2 also on the NES come out like two maybe three years tops after um after the the original metroid and then i think that you're right you super metroid clearly came out too late on the snes's lifetime which is why i was kind of flirting with the idea that maybe metroid 2 should have been released on the snes first or, or instead of the nes but 
I think that you you have the the two titles that should have came out on the NES, and then Super Metroid comes out around like 1993 or 1992, 90, if you really want to push it. In my dream scenario, that kind of makes Metroid a, a little bit of a bigger franchise, although I do think that you still run into the problem in the N64 era of nobody was sure how to continue the franchise in 3D yet. So maybe it all kind of leads to the same road anyways, but I, I just I think that if it, if it if Metroid 2 was on a system that people like had more access to or bigger install base or something, I I just think it would have been a little bit of a a bigger series. It would have it would have helped the Metroid series grow a little bit. I mean, I actually think the Metroid franchise would be bigger if it was on PlayStation or Xbox. Well, I mean, we're kind of I talking it, apples I, and oranges now at this point because, like, oh yeah, I mean, my my thing is there's a, there's a lot of reasons as to why it's not bigger. I think it just caters to a different demographic than the typical Nintendo, and well, yeah, I I, I can't really disagree with you there, but uh, yeah. I don't know. It's a I I was kind of uh, thinking about this this thought experiment the other day and wondering what Metroid Two would have looked like, you know, if it was on the NES, and I think it's it's clear what Metro 2 would have looked like if it was on the the SNES. It would have looked a lot like AM2R, I imagine. Mm. Um, mm. But yeah. So let's let's uh, let's continue on with... Uh, well, this isn't really a thought experiment at all, but uh, actually kind of a, a, an easier one to, uh, to dig into here. Our next Samus percentage. Metroid Prime 4 will include an open-world style of gameplay versus a traditional Metroidvania interconnected world. What say you? Fifty percent, maybe forty, fifty percent. I think the only thing that would hinder an open world Metroid is the fact that there is no way you could. Well, I don't think so. I mean, I'm not a developer, but it would be very hard to hit sixty frames per second in open world Metroid on the Nintendo Switch. We can. Uh... Yes, you are correct. I'm gonna not even think about the technical aspects of it because I actually I don't think it's impossible that Metroid Prime Four releases on like a, a souped up Nintendo Switch. I think that that's okay. like okay. in the cards. So let's remove that part. Okay. Um, if if there's no technical hurdles, then yeah, I think it would be quite high. I think you could push it up to maybe seventy percent. Okay. I don't. Uh... I don't know exactly where I am on this because I think that like the open world style of gameplay is kind of like antithetical to a Metroidvania world where like everything's kind of interconnected and stuff like that. And you're kind of forced to go to point A so you can get item A that unlocks a little bit more of area B, you know what I mean? But I do think that you could, I do think it's possible that you could just incorporate elements of that into an open world style of game um, and that does kind of seem to be where, you know, like where Nintendo franchises are headed a little bit. Uh, you know, obviously we use Zelda as kind of a, an inspiration here. But even like Mario Odyssey had like a, a huge, it wasn't quite open world, but the sandbox was massive. And I could almost see Metroid Prime 4 being something like that, where like it's open world in the sense that like you can pick which area of the planet that you want to go to first. And within that area is like almost like a... 
I, I could almost picture it working like Mega Man as kind of a weird comparison where, like, you could pick any of the eight bosses first, and, like, if you do them in a certain order, then you have items that help you against another boss and make it easier, but you can still challenge it in whatever order that you want. So I could maybe see that happening, and um, I actually, you know, I'm kind of talking myself up on this a little bit as we're talking here. I'm going to say 65% uh, as my as my Samus percentage that we're going to see some open-world-style gameplay in Metroid Prime 4. I mean, I guess it also depends on, like, your definition of what open world is. But I, I do think that I could see a scenario where, like, you're on Metroid, you're on the planet, whatever planet is, the setting of Metroid Prime 4, you can just go anywhere that you want. You can, like, there's definitely certain objectives that you need to complete, but you're free to do them in whatever order that you want. And, you know, you don't necessarily... It's not like in... In Metroid Fusion, for example, where you have to go to Sector 1 first and then get this item so that you can go to Sector 2, etc., etc. So I, I think that uh, I think that that's a, a strong possibility. Yeah. I mean, it could be a bit of both. It could still be the traditional Metroidvania stuff with a little bit of open world. Maybe, like, if you think about Breath of the Wild, right? The the what is it the great plateau is it mm -hmm. just yeah. like the tutorial area and then after that you really are free yeah to do whatever you want so yeah maybe it could be something like that maybe it could be a reversed maybe it starts off really really open and then it gets more linear and traditional towards the end i don't know but mm -hmm. yeah good luck good luck uh, whoever attempts it i could see like uh great plateau-esque area or like maybe a, a frigate orpheon area to be more metroid here i could see like an area like that kind of at the beginning that's fairly straightforward teaches you the basics of the game and then you start with like your complete open world like in this scenario let's just use metroid prime as an example you can choose to go to fendrana or talon or magmore or wherever you're gonna go you can go there whenever you want and um, maybe, like, there's an area that acts like a hub world, but just kind of lets you pick all these different parts of the planet. But then towards the end of the game, I, I could see it getting a little bit more segmented again, and, like, specific, like, sequence A to sequence B to sequence C kind of kind of deal. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's off the table, though. I don't think it's off the table. So, and I think it's... Uh, I think that's the way the games have been trending, so I'm, I'm kind of yeah. high on this one. Um, Alright, well actually, let's stick with this because we we kind of brought this up in a roundabout way. But our next Samus percentages is this. Metroid Prime 4 debuts on the successor to the Nintendo Switch. So, I'm not talking like, I guess we have to define successor. I'm talking like the Switch 2 or like the Switch to the Wii U, something like that. I'm not talking like like the Switch OLED or like a, a Switch Pro or anything like that. I'm talking like the next Switch is what Metroid Prime 4 would debut on if that is, you know, how we're doing it. Uh, what do you think? So just that release, not like a dual release? Just I think you could say, it, yeah, I think you could say that it has a dual release. I think that that counts as well. Um, but just just that this game will debut on a system that is not the Nintendo Switch as we know it. Mm, I'd say 50-50 go either way for me I'll just stick with 50% I think it could happen I think it's this is likely not to happen I mean if All they right. want to do the same if they want to do the same thing with Breath of the Wild 2 they could do it 
I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that gets delayed again. Give us, give us but, a um, 51 or a 49. I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay, we'll say 51. There you go. Oh, okay. It's 51% uh, of debuts on the new Switch. Okay. Um, well, first of all, to react to something that you just said, I think Breath of the Wild 2 is getting delayed again. I think it's going to happen. Yep. And I think I think it's going to happen. I think that, which is incredibly frustrating for me, a Zelda fan who runs a Zelda website. Uh, but I think that if that if this supposed Nintendo Direct that is hypothetically going to take place in September that has not been announced, and maybe I don't know, maybe we're just waiting for it. Maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't. But I think that if Zelda is not shown in a very, very prominent way in that direct. There ain't no chance it's coming out in spring 2023. There's no chance. Uh, so for, first of all, just to throw that out there. Um, I think that... I think that I could see... So actually sticking with Zelda here for a second. Because I've heard a lot of people say like, oh, they're saving Breath of the Wild 2 for the next Switch or the Switch Pro. I don't think that's the case at all. I don't, I don't think, think that's, that's the case. No. No. I mean, everything we've seen from that game looks the same, smells the same, tastes the same as the first Breath of the Wild. I just I, I don't think so. Um, if the later the later it gets pushed back, the more chance of it having a dual release. That's what yes. I'm saying. But it's but it's but but it's being designed with a switch in mind. I will say that I think that it I think Zelda's going to get delayed again, but I don't think that it will get delayed out of 2023. I think the game will release sometime in the in this year, just not in the spring like they promised. Um, yeah, particularly yeah. I think Wind Waker and Twilight Princess will determine that if they're releasing it rumor of being released and they'll probably try and push out breath of the wild to more i think my samus percentage on that coming true is five percent that you know what? i this is a tangent a side tangent but i actually looked for the last four years running from 2019 21 20 22 there have been rumors specifically that metroid prime hd wind waker hd and Twilight Princess HD are releasing on Nintendo Switch this year. I found reports from four separate years that's just like this is a t this is the year. So I don't I don't buy that for for a second. Metroid Prime HD I can see, but definitely not the other two. Anyways, um, so I don't think Zelda is coming out on the Switch too. I could see I could see Metroid Prime Four coming out on the successor to the Nintendo Switch. I could see that um, because who know I mean who knows when this game is coming. If it came out in 2023, I, that would almost seem a little bit early, considering that they essentially just started development on it in what, like 2018 or 2019, something like that. Um, so yeah, I, yeah. I could see. I, I think that that's definitely more possible than Breath of the Wild 2 coming out on the successor to the Switch. I don't I, like. I think that it would have to be a dual release because, like, that's kind of a big middle finger to like Metroid fans that bought a Nintendo Switch. Not that we haven't been graced with Metroid Dread or you know any of that, but I think that if you're gonna say that it's coming out for a system, that it has to come out for a system. So I think that Metroid Prime Four will play on the Switch, but I I think that I could see it coming out on the next Nintendo console as well. You, I mean, really, you just have to ask yourself two questions, like. When do we think the next Nintendo console is coming out? And when do we think Metro Prime... Like, how far away do we think that game is? So I think Metro Prime is probably like a 2024 game. Like Metro Prime 4. And I could see the next Nintendo console coming out in 2024. Because that's been seven years since the Switch. So I'm going to say... I'm going to say 70% on this. I think it all hinders on... Um, 
when the sw new switch comes out which which again also depends on the chip shortage we'll see I well mean, they really have no incentive to release a new switch like switch no they don't awesome. and, i mean and you see with um station 5 and, and the new xbox right mm -hmm. we've had shortage after shortage it's still going on but like sony in particular have lost a lot of headway the headway that they gained from the ps4 because they're not able to stock enough ps5s so yeah and i i don't know and I don't, yeah, if china goes to war with taiwan then yeah well I don't know. there's so many factors at play so well we'll see um but yeah I, I think the chances are i think they're good that metro prime 4 launches on the next uh the next console um okay we've got a couple more here so let's keep on rocking and rolling um this samus's percentage i think is a no-brainer three million copies per game should be the new series standard for sales after metroid dread so to be considered a success you should have to hit three million copies after the success of metroid dread mm, no. um 3d anything okay um no i think i'm no 20 percent of that happening i think 20 percent chance of that happening i don't think that'll happen with um with 3d depending on yep it could be possible but 2d no way no way i, well, yet, I, like, I actually don't think that there's an inherent like i think if you're a metroid title regardless if you're 2d or 3d i think that you should probably be judged the same because i don't think 3d is inherently better than 2d so I just no, think... but I think a 3D as a as a as an overall thing within the industry is perceived better, and people buy more games that are 3D. Like people don't want to spend like it's like sixty dollars in America, right? And I think it's like a hundred hundred ten dollars here, um, or like a a in hour game, mm -hmm. 2D game, particularly with um, in Europe against indie Metroidvanias, which are far cheaper. I just I. A lot of people complained. I mean, that was one of the biggest criticisms of uh, Metroid Dread, right? It's, it's too expensive. I'm not paying. Yeah, I, I think that that was a bad, uh, just a bad faith argument. Because, like, you have, like, first of all, if if there are indie Metroidvanias that are being sold for cheaper, they should be more, like, Hollow Knight is one that gets brought up all the time. That should have been a $60 game. Because it, it was a yeah, beautifully crafted game that... You know what I mean? But then, like, I do think that, like, too, you look at Metroid Dread and there's such a level of polish and replayability and, and whatnot with that game that the the price, like, obviously was completely justifiable to someone like me. But to, to go back to our percentage here, um, I'm going to say, like, 95% that this should be true. Um, where that... And that'll Metroid, be the new standard. Three uh, that'll be the new standard. Single... Yeah. I think, I think it has really? to be. I think that if you are a Nintendo... And you invested a lot into making Metroid Dread a success, and it was a success. You're just like, okay, we should continue doing this. And to your point, if you're like, this is a a 2D Metroid game, um, you know, maybe maybe there is a general perception among fans that 3D is a little bit more of a bigger deal. Um, I think that uh, I think that they should say like, yeah, absolutely, we expect Metroid Prime Four to sell at least 3 million copies, or we expect 
Metroid 6 to sell at least 3 million copies because that's what Metroid Dread did. I will put a little bit of a caveat here, and the reason I'm not going 100%, I think that if you were to release ports, like Metroid Prime Trilogy, for example, you might have some wiggle room there because it's not a new game. It's It'll probably be tinkered around to be like new on Nintendo Switch with the controls and stuff like that. But I don't know that you can hold like a, a port like that to the same standard that you can a new game. But even like, I keep going back to Zelda here, but like even Skyward Sword HD has, has blitzed by the 3 million mark. And like it actually has outdone what it did on the Wii. So I, I think that if you're Nintendo, you can and you should expect now that every Metroid game sells 3 million copies. But you have to also keep up your end of the bargain and push it the same way that you did with Metroid Dread. So assuming that yeah. to be true, I think 95%. Do you think they're sitting there going, hmm, okay, Breath of the Wild sold 28 million, so every single Zelda is going to sell 28 million now? No, but I, th like, I think that you can, uh, I think that there's a big, uh, I mean, there's obviously a huge difference between 28 million and 3 million, right? Like, let's let's pick, um, what was the highest selling Zelda game before Breath of the Wild? Was Twilight Princess at about, like... Twilight Princess, I think it was... It wasn't, it wasn't that much. It was like 9 million. 9 million, like 9 million, I think it was. And then Ocarina of Time, I think, was like 7 million. So I think like, it's entirely fair to be like going into Breath of the Wild, for example. We, I expect this game to sell at least 9 million. And, you know, it, Breath of the Wild did like a crazy number. And I don't think that, yeah, obviously they're not going to do that again. Uh, or I don't know, maybe they will. But I think that 3 million is like a much lower benchmark so you can say it like, is i expect metroid to now consistently be in that three million range and you build it up and build it up and eventually maybe it can go to the four million or the five million so yeah i think I, you need more than one game to determine that i think if like metroid prime 4 does four million and the metroid prime hd remake if it is a thing does three million then of course, of course but i think you need a bit more data before you can confirm that because also you've got the Switch effect as well. And also, and Nintendo have a habit of releasing the successor to a really, you know, our, co our console does really well. It's very successful. And then the successor is terrible. Mm -hmm. Well, I shouldn't say terrible, but it's it's not as good as um, the original. So it also depends on the Switch too, if that's even what it is or if it's something else. Um, because obviously every franchise, for the most part, is done well because of the switch effect i think the what pokemon's probably the only one that's just still been well pokemon was already so awesome that i was just like well, yeah 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 this is just another so tuesday just, for us <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so but every other franchise right has done yeah really well yeah i don't i think i think that's the new benchmark i do um all right let's uh My let's keep going here i got uh, i got three more for you and then we'll call okay. it a day um you might have some good inside information on this, as a matter of fact. Uh, Retro Studios was working on a third Donkey Kong Country game before getting the call to finish Metroid Prime 4. I always thought yeah, it was I, curious. I, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. Straight up, yeah, that's not true. No. You don't think so? Them. Okay. No, they, I know for a fact they were not working on Donkey Kong 3. Uh, so that's, no. What were they working on, Kiwi? Tell us. I can't tell you what they were working on because I don't know what they were working on specifically, but I know it was not Donkey Kong. Hmm. I, I, we always heard the rumors that they were making 
Star Fox Grand Prix, like a Star yeah, Fox racing game. And I it's not true as well. I've yeah. had that confirmed from off off air that 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 was never true. I, I wasn't buying that one. I just like I, I that can't see apparently it. it was a rumor thrown out by Nintendo to try and uh, air out leakers. Huh. It was it okay. was a fake rumor. Yeah, that, uh, it was a fake rumor that was put out there to try and determine who the leakers were, so they could get them. Well, mm. that's certainly taken on a life of its own, though. The Star Fox Grand Prix. Okay, so I I don't know. You're saying no, but I I always thought that it was weird that like typically, right? Like typically, um, when you release uh, a game nowadays, there's it's usually like some kind of trilogy involved with it, like the Metroid Prime trilogy or the Mass Effect trilogy or, you know what I mean? Like, it seems like a lot of games come out in threes. So I always thought that, like, it's weird that we never got a third Donkey Kong Country game because it seemed like there was a lot more left to do. And I also think it's weird that we haven't got a Donkey Kong Country game on Nintendo Switch, aside from the port of Tropical Freeze. So I was always of the opinion that I think that they were at least in, like, some kind of development planning stages maybe not actual pen to paper like mouse to keyboard but i i don't know man i know you're saying no but i feel like that's just like a no-brainer well here's here's the thing as well and kintsuki tanabe right he was the producer on both donkey kong games mm -hmm. he was not involved at all with retro for quite a sub, um, substantial amount of time after tropical freeze but they were working on a game where he was not involved at all. Like, he was off doing other stuff. So, just recently with Metroid Prime 4, he's finally come back to, Met, um, to Retro Studios. Because he was the producer on every single game. Or so, um, the Metroid Prime games, both Donkey Kong games. So, he went off and did, did his own thing. Now, prior to... This is this has come out recently, and I did an interview with Paul Tozor about this. But after uh, Metroid Prime 3... We're working on a game that got cancelled, right? That was supposed to be called Project X, which it's now confirmed to be Zelda spinoff. That's what it was mm -hmm. about Sheik. What happened was, is Retro Studios were handed the reins and Nintendo took a step back, let them do their own thing. They thought they were capable enough to produce something on their, home, uh, on their own without Nintendo's oversight. What happened was it caused a big mess and the prototype they presented to Nintendo, and they were pretty much like, what the hell is this? This is terrible. That got cancelled straight away. So, Retro Studios aren't good if they don't have Nintendo's oversight. Everything becomes a mess, from what I understand. So, I don't know if that was the case again after Tropical Freeze. I know Tanabe was not involved at all. So, okay. that's, that's why I do not think it, there was a Donkey Kong game. They were working on something else. I don't know what it was. I don't know how far off the ground it got. I probably got quite a bit of headway because obviously there hasn't been a release for so long right yeah or it could be they started something and then it stopped and then they were working on this metroid prime hd remake or okay however many years yeah i mean but there's some things i know for certain and i i know for a fact that dk was never there. on the cars that's too bad it was D never donkey kong dk feels like the last big nintendo franchise that has not got its its time of day on the nintendo switch like it just it seems so wild to me and like i know that we had tropical freeze but like 
yeah, we're uh, we're five years into the Switch's life, and like, there's not not been an original Donkey Kong game. That just seems like incredible, actually. Not even like a goofy spinoff with the bongos or something. Like, yeah, but wasn't I mean, there's a rumor. I mean, who knows? But it, um, Nintendo themselves were working on a 3D Donkey Kong game. I mean, I'd be down for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look. I mean, we're nearing the end of the Switch's life, life um, expectancy. So. You don't really have that many franchises left, so Donkey Kong must be in there somewhere. I got sure. a, I got a great Zelda. Actually, before before we get to the next Samus percentage, I want to finish off the Metroid percentages, and then we'll we'll do a, a general Nintendo one. But um, okay. okay, the last Samus's percentages that I have for you about Metroid, there will be a 3D Metroid Prime style remake of one of the 2D Metroid games at some point. So doesn't it doesn't have to be anytime soon, but at some point they're going to be like, we should remake Super Metroid, but Metroid Prime style, or we should remake Metroid Fusion in the Metroid Prime style. Not going to do that. That's like three percent. It won't happen. Ooh, I don't think that'll happen. I'm going to go. What did you say? Three percent. Three percent. Okay. I'm going to go slightly higher, but not that much higher. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go nine percent, nine percent, nine percent, nine percent. I just pulled a number out of my head, um, because I yeah I I I think it would be really cool to see. Oh, I think it would be cool. Yeah. I just don't think it's gonna happen. I think it, I think it would be cool, but I don't. I don't know. It, to me, it's just like if you're gonna do this, you might as well just make a new Metroid Prime game and not. You know what I mean? Exactly like, my thoughts. Yeah. 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 Totally. The I amount do, of I resources. I think it would be cool, though. Like, I actually think Metroid Fusion would be a really good one to do um, if you if you were ever going to do that. Because I think that the SAX would be even more scary if you could, like, actually see it. it kind of like Alien Isolation, almost, where, like, you can see the Xenomorph stalking around. Like, I, I think that that would be very cool. But, I, yeah, I can't say that I think they'd ever do it. I don't Maybe. I don't, maybe. Who knows? Then why not just make a Metroid game like that? Like, a new Metroid game... In 3D, that, with the alien isolation effect. That's kind of it, yeah. Well, okay, yeah. I, the only reason I could think of is maybe the idea for the SAX is so strong that they're just like, well, we don't have anything better. Let's just make this game and make it 3D. I, I don't know. I, I absolutely do think that a Metroid Fusion remake is coming. I 100% think that's coming at some point. I think they could, yeah. yeah. I, think, um, I think it'll come on the Switch, actually. I think it will. Um, but... I can't see Not it being in 3D, but that would be... Damn, that'd be cool if it was. Yeah. Alright, I have a general... I have a Samus' percentages for you, but this is a general Nintendo question, and uh, kind of ties into what we were just talking about with Donkey Kong, and we can end on this. Um, so here we go. Are you ready? Yeah. During the Nintendo Switch's life cycle, we will see either a new mother a new F-Zero, or a new Star Fox game debut on the console. So we're going to see either a new Mother, a new Star Fox, or a new F-Zero game during the Switch's life cycle. No, you won't see Mother. Um, you could possibly see F-Zero, maybe. I think that's, uh, I think the, that's least... the most. I think that's the most likely of the three. Okay. Um, Star Fox, no, that's not going to happen. You think F-Zero... Talk Sorry. me through F-Zero being the le the most likely. I would love to hear your... Because I actually, I think that one's the least likely. 
Uh, I, no, I think it's the most likely. Star Fox is just in a really bad place. I think they'd port Zero. They'd refine everything and then they'd just port Zero over. Mm. Mother, I just... It's been in limbo for so long uh, that I just don't think it would happen. I mean, I don't think any of them will happen. Mm-hmm. In all likelihood. I think Zero could happen. Um, then you're just as likely... I reckon you could get a remaster um, of... Which game was it? Oh. What was the one on the GameCube? I forgot the name. Zero. Star Fox or F-Zero? Zero. What was the one on the GameCube? GX, is it? GX, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think you could get a remaster of that. Hmm. Or a new game. But, nah, a Mother's not going to happen. A new Mother game? Nah, that won't happen. I, I so, so what's your what's your percentage here, in general? Oh, uh, yeah. Of all three, or of each, each all, all individual three. one? So just one of them has to happen. Sixteen percent. Sixteen. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little bit higher, and I'm gonna say twenty five percent. And I think I'm gonna say that because we we have seen the switch house some franchises that you like. I never thought I'd see another Pokemon Snap game like ever again, or or Mario Strikers. I didn't really think that that was coming back. Um, and there's probably some other examples that I can't think of off the top of my head. Um, yeah, but Pokemon and Mario are like prestigious IP, right? This is true. They're like the two biggest IP in the world. Yeah, this is so true. Spinoffs, spinoffs, you know, are more likely. Like, I think if you asked a lot of new kids on the block, like, about if Zero or Mother, they'd be like, what are you on about? What are you talking about? I People probably do, wouldn't know. I don't disagree. Particularly ones that didn't grow up with it. I do think... I do think that if you were to ask maybe that kid on the block, like, have you heard of Ness or Captain Falcon? They probably have because 25 million people have played Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. And, like, I think that that adds value, right? I mean, that's how I discovered Metroid was I played Smash on N64, and I was just like, who's Samus? This this character's awesome. So I do think that that gives these series a fighting chance. I um, I think that Star Fox is probably the most likely to come. And I think that it's definitely in a bad place. It's definitely that franchise is in a bad place. Um, yeah, if people think Metroid's bad. And I don't know. I, I, I've talked about Star Fox before, but I, I think that you could actually do like, you could do just like a, a bigger, longer version of, of Star Fox 64 with like, you could almost shape it after new, new Super Mario Bros. where like you have like 40 levels or something like that. And you just go through and you do your level and you fight Andros at the end, whatever. I think you could do like an open world style of Star Fox game where it's like No Man's Sky or something like that. Or I think you could do like a Star Fox Adventures because I'd be like if if the if the plane and the arming stuff isn't working for you, the Zelda clone on GameCube was fine. So I I think that you could do that if you wanted. I I think that it definitely needs a hard reset. So I I I could see it happening. Um, I could see like a remake of the first Earthbound. I could. I don't know why. I could. I could just. Maybe it's just because the Switch has that magic touch, and like people know who Ness is, and they know who Lucas. I don't think that. Uh, I think actually, Mother Three is going to come to the Game Boy Advance online thing if that comes to Nintendo Switch. I could see that being like a big draw, but I think that yeah. you could maybe do like a remake Earthbound or something like that. Just like something simple, something people know, something to ignite that franchise. And I think F Zero is in a tough spot because. 
it wasn't even that long ago. I can't remember who said it, if it was Reggie or someone, but they were just like, yeah, we can't think of any ideas for a new F-Zero game. And it's kind of like... Miyamoto. Yeah. yeah, maybe. And it was kind of like, maybe make new courses, and there you go. But That's why I'm thinking, like, if they were to do F-Zero, they'd probably do a remaster. You just take GX and then put a whole new coat of paint. Yeah. Uh, I'm, modernize like, I, it a bit. I don't think it would be hard. And then that's it. Yeah, yeah it like, wouldn't be that hard. New courses, yeah. HD graphics, and new soundtrack. I don't think it would be like a remaster per se, but like uh, the same idea, but just like on the Switch with better visuals yeah. and whatever, and like maybe another little mm. story mode. I think like... That could be a testing ground, a good testing ground. Yeah, I, I just, I think that there's this narrative that like, that we can't have a new F-Zero because it infringes on Mario Kart or something like that. And I think that's like, kind of bollocks because like they're very different style racing games like very different but i just i think that f-zero has the biggest hill to climb because it's been so long it's it's almost been 20 years since the last f-zero game came out which i guess is funny because i'm saying that earthbound has a better chance but like i just i don't know i i feel like there's something about the switch effect that maybe gives it a little bit of a better shot i i don't know but i i think that Star Fox is probably the most likely I think that I'm, so. I'm still going for 25% because we are five years into the Switch's lifespan, and it's been, you know, there's been no news on any of those guys so far. But I don't know. But this is probably just wishful thinking. 25%, but I could see it. Yeah. Well, it all depends, I suppose, on how much life Switch has in it. I mean, how many franchises does Nintendo have left? I mean, we know Breath of the Wild 2 and Metroid Prime 4 are like. Mm-hmm. Probably going to be the swan songs of it. Those are only two games. And then if you've got like a whole year left, say hypothetically it launches in 2024, then you've got like a year, be two years, a year and a bit. Um, so what do you fill it with? I, I mean, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you could have like your Metroid Prime 4. Let's, let's say that there's one game a month and that we have roughly 16 months to fill. So, I mean, like, you've got your Metroid Prime 4, you've got your Breath of the Wild 2, you probably have the Zelda ports at some point. At some point. You probably have Metroid Prime at some point. You have Advance Wars. I, I mean, like, yeah, you got to have something. You could throw in a Mario Odyssey 2 if they're working on that. Or, like, I don't know. But I do think, like, yeah, like, there are some franchises that have still yet to be tapped in. Like, you know, we've got Donkey Kong sitting on the sidelines. And we've got Star Fox. And we've got f-zero and earthbound like these franchises are in the best spots but like at least the characters do have some kind of name value from being in smash yeah you know what would be a good remake eternal darkness that game is odd. i actually played eternal Darkness. nintendo nintendo owns the ip you know that needs a new coat of paint and you could modernize it a bit mm -hmm. yeah you know what i would love to love to hear my friend is an interview with uh what is the guy's name? Dennis, Dennis uh, Dyack or something like that. The head of Silicon Knights, so the the developer of Eternal. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. That studio is a crazy story, which is actually funny because I remember like at the time, Silicon Knights and Retro Studios were kind of linked because they both came into the Nintendo fold around the same time, and Eternal Darkness and Metro Prime came out around the same time, and like were both these really well received games, and yeah, Eternal Darkness. I think, I think if I think if Eternal Darkness had actually sold well. Mm-hmm. And it might have been a different story. It was it was the wrong system for it, clearly. I think yeah. uh yeah. Nintendo isn't maybe the, the best spot for that to succeed. But uh yeah, we'll see, I guess. Yeah. Um alright. Mm. 
Well, that's it. That is all of our Samus's percentages, Kiwi. Thank you for stopping by and dropping some knowledge on us and some predictions. Um, it's all right. I hope that what, some of what you said comes true, and I hope that some of what you said doesn't come true. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm hoping this Metroid Prime remake happens. Um, then that kind of gives me an excuse to reach out to uh, retro devs that I've always, already had on as well. Mm-hmm. So another Mike Wicken episode, I don't know, you know, may, maybe. Hey, uh, if the first one is good, I think you go back to the well and get some more gold out of that. Yeah, um, well, it'll, I'd have to ask them as well. They'd have, have to be willing to give up their time to do it but yeah uh well thank you for giving up your time today for omega metroid kiwi uh tell everybody where they can check you out on the internet so you can find me on youtube uh kiwi talks with a z k-i-w-i-t-a-l-k-z so youtube has uh, most of my interviews with metroid devs and you can watch some clips and stuff as well but like the audio stuff yeah it's on spotify and itunes and all the other stuff you can get it on so yeah otherwise you can follow me on facebook twitter uh instagram discord as well but yeah awesome um all right well you can uh you can check us out over on twitter as well i'm at spateri316 and we are at omega metroid pod and uh, don't forget to throw kiwi a like at kiwi talks like a follow is what i meant to say at kiwi talks um well we are gonna get out of here make sure to check out our man over on uh, on youtube he's doing awesome things they're talking to uh who's who of of game developers and interesting people so uh make sure that you check out some of those interviews which uh, we've actually have some hosted on omegametro.com so there you go um and speaking of omegametro.com make sure that you're heading over there all your metro fix guides maps walkthroughs news whatever it's all there and we're over on Patreon as well uh, with a couple bonus shows if you got a few extra bucks to spare. So, uh, yeah, consider that. Um, that is it for this week. We are going to get out of here. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next week or hopefully, maybe, there might be a Nintendo Direct. Until then, take care. Bye.